Okay, so welcome back to this week's episode of the ADF Podcast. Today, you're joined by myself and Shay, all the way down in Delco. How you doing all the way down there, Shay? You know, it's it's been a little chilly and gray down here. I'm not even going to lie, but it's other than that, it's pretty all right. Yeah, I mean, it's, waking up today, I was used to the nice 50-degree weather we have, and then we have a nice little snow flurry. Say I wasn't having it. You had snow? Just a little bit of snow flurries in the morning, but yeah. other than that, nothing to stick. But still, man, was it not fun to see those. In the morning when you woke up at 1030. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're just going to hop into this pod. Obviously, last week we did not do one because we felt like it would not be right with everything that happened in the Monday night game. Everyone knows with Tamar Hamlin. The whole world knows about Tamar Hamlin. We just need to say, thank God he's okay. Absolutely. The prayers worked. And hopefully we get to see him back on the field next year. If not potentially in the Super Bowl, even though I doubt he'll ever – I don't think he'll ever play again, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think he might be done from football. But just – I think we're, we're going to take a few minutes. That was just the most bizarre thing I think I've ever seen. Obviously, I've witnessed it in the Euro game a couple of years ago with Christian Eriksen of Denmark collapsing, but not enough. I never would imagine seeing it in a football stadium. No, and and like you, all the announcers, they handled it perfectly. I mean, obviously, no one knew what to do, but it was definitely handled with class. Yeah, to be, keep getting thrown around, and especially the Schefter and Booger McFarland, I think they did a phenomenal job of what they were thrown into. Even Scott Van Pelt and uh, Ryan Clark, they all did excellent. Uh, but yeah, with that, that's done and over, and Week 18 concluded. Uh, this week. The season concluded. Yeah, actually, you're right. The season is done now. So let's give everyone in the NFL a nice round of applause for completing a nice season. But, yeah, number one, I wouldn't go out there because the bet that was made all the way back in February between me and you before this podcast even existed has finally been settled. And sadly, I have had to give you a dollar because the Lions did not make the playoffs. But it was how the, about them Lions? How about them? It was the saddest notification I've ever gotten on my phone because it was so fast once it happened. But them Lions, they really pulled it out for Seattle. The Lions just go into Lambeau knowing that they had nothing to play for and still knocking them out was just absolutely amazing. Love to see that. They have a winning season. It was absolutely stellar. They haven't had a winning season since 2017. It's been a year since the Lions have been good. It really has been. And I think, actually, I just want to throw this out there, too. They did finish second in the North. They did, officially? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. They beat Green Bay, who ain't nine, yeah. But next year, let me tell you, they're going to – next year, that team's going to make it themselves. They're not going to have to worry about anyone else's fate. Uh, not only are they going gunning for a playoff spot, they're going they're gunning for the North too. Oh yeah, they're going to be in there at the North. I mean, the only other competition I could see them being as I think we've already talked about this in pod, or if not, mean you have definitely talked about this not on a pod is the uh, the Vikings, but that's a big if. Yeah, but Jamal Williams, I mean, uh, Swag Kazakaze. Or whatever he calls himself. <laughs> Leader of the swag clan, something like that. He broke Barry Sanders' record for most touchdowns in a season with 17. Record was 16. You have to remember, we do have the extra week now, though. Hey, that's still consistent with a touchdown a week, man. That's that's not easy to do. No, that's, that's just crazy, especially with him. I wouldn't say splitting, but him having to compete in the backfield with um what's his face uh deandre swift and there's Mm -hmm. another one that was getting some carries i never heard of but yeah i mean i mean was it swift no it was taylor never mind well swift was coming off a really good season last year too swift got banged up he did uh, pretty well this year well good I mean, not good thing, but it, at least the Lions had Jamal just drafted him for that, and it leaded, led him to be able to beat Sanders' record. I think the thing – I want to just say about DeAndre Swift. When, when that player from – when Quay Walker, that linebacker, got ejected from the Packers. Yes. DeAndre Swift was on the ground, okay? And obviously Quay Walker pushed the official 
Quay Walker that game needed eight tackles to break the for, uh, Packers single season record for tackles by a rookie lineman uh, linebacker. Really? And, and when he got away. ejected, he had seven. He needed one more. And he oh, got what a freaking idiot. You yeah. know what? I mean, good because you should never, you shouldn't be doing that, especially not only to players, but coaching staff and medical staff, too. Listen, That's you horrible. can't be pushing a medical staff after what happened at Damar Hamlin the week before. Come on, man. Absolutely. I mean, in general, too, it's, it's, it's a thing of respect. They're, I mean, they're a part of the opposing team, but they're there for the health and safety of, of the, the, the players in general. Yeah, definitely. Now we're gonna switch to the Packers now because I have Packers out. What what do you think they're gonna do? What do you think Rogers is gonna do? I know Alan Lazard said in the conference that he's not coming back, so would love him to go to Tennessee actually. Ooh. But what do you think the Packers are gonna do? Well, starting with Rogers, that post game interview was was something else. He did not 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 sad, but he 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 felt like he was done at least in Green Bay. And then the whole uh, conversation where he didn't want to give his jersey. Wasn't it Jamal Williams? It, no, it was Jamison uh, that's right. Williams, the rookie wide receiver. Yeah, he didn't want to give his jersey up. He said he wanted to keep on, keep, keep on to that. Maybe that's his last jersey he gets from Green Bay. I think that was very interesting. Uh, however, I do feel if he were to move on now, I feel like they're going to be okay just because – of Watson and Romeo Dobbs. They drafted both those receivers last year. So I feel like if you have them and J-Love run the show next year, then it's not going to be a good year. But eventually, those three could be a three-headed snake if you keep them all together because they're all young. Yeah, and you still got the, the tandem of uh, Jones and Dylan, even though mm, maybe you should move on from Jones. But it, for right now, all those guys are there. I mean, they clearly have a good enough team to almost go positive, almost make the playoffs. So Yeah, I feel if Rodgers leaves, obviously Lazard's leaving, Tunyon's done. I feel like if that team starts to fall apart, you need to move Aaron Jones now, get the most for your money and rely yep. on Quadzilla because he's going to be a good back. Yep. Maybe draft some, some running back or t- test your toes in the free market agency. I believe they have – actually, that might be a practice squad, or I just have all his trading cards for some reason. His name's Killian Hill. I don't know if he's ever played. Sorry, Killian Hill, if you're listening to this, I've never heard of you. Uh, yeah, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, so, obviously I've had some heartbreak this week with the Titans falling to the Jags, missing out on the AFC South, which means we are done early this year, and I will not be watching Mike Vrabel coach in the postseason. That was a hard game to watch, and you know it was it was heartbreaking because you watched T. Law struggle for majority of that game. He was missing wide open receivers in the touchdown. The only thing that really won that Jags game was the pick at the end. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say this: big fan of Josh Dobbs, Astro Dobbs, big fan of him. I thought he did. Under the circumstances, got put out uh, last week against the Cowboys and this week's the Jags. He did absolutely phenomenal. I just feel like his lack of game experience really is what made us lose that game. Talking about the pick and also just you throw a screen to your running back on fourth and what was it, 13 in the last yes. play of the game? You can't be doing that. No, that was not a good, good idea. And it's not the lack of his game knowledge it's not that it's the lack of the team being with the team he hadn't he had less than three weeks of practice under his belt and already played a game with him it's a crazy circumstance and he 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 did pretty well under it and to be honest i mean the roster he played with against dallas and the roster he played with the jags pretty much night and day because our season was just filled with injuries i don't know what the exact number of players on ir was 23 but, like, total for the year. I don't think we oh. broke the record of last year. I think the record was, like, 90-some of last year. I don't think we broke that. But I know we were really close. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but I hope we do keep Astro Dobbs around. Um, even if we have three quarterbacks to start this season. Daddy T, I would love to get moved, but I don't know if we're going to be able to. Um, I would love the Falcons come to trade for Daddy T. Mm. Just because Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons, 
was our OC and brought Daddy T from Miami to us. Ooh, that's interesting. So I would I... love that, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's pretty much going to come down through them three. I hope we keep them on the roster all year because you can't cut Malik and Josh Dobbs. was. You need to at least bring him back for preseason and see what he's like if it carries forward. But, yeah, overall, I wouldn't say I'm ecstatic with the season, but I'm happy we got a top pick. The top pick, we have the target receiver, and I feel like the the one I really want is Jackson Smith and Jibba at Ohio State. Say that name three times. Jackson Smith and Jibba, Jackson Smith and Jibba, Snat, Saxon, Jackson Smith and Jibba. I think you were close on the first one and then completely botched the rest. Yeah. But I feel like he'd help us out a lot, honestly, uh, with that. And I think that pretty much set our offense ahead a lot. Uh, secondary, we need one piece away, one corner. The pair with our rookie, Roger McCreary, who I thought was really good this year, to be honest with you. I was kind of shocked. But him get, like, a nice vet corner uh, – paired with Kevin Byron and Amari Hooker, and you are set. Linebackers, Rashad Weaver from Pitt was a draft pick this year. He he was really good in that Jags game. Weaver was all over the field. Um, Yeah, like I said before, in that Jags game, it wasn't really the the Jags offense. I mean, they were getting pretty shut down by the defense, and again, Trevor was making mistakes. That defense was doing pretty decent, so like you said, one more piece away, and health-wise. Yeah, talk about health. I mean, the health's the big thing. Obviously, we have Bud Dupree on IR. Cut him. We don't need him next year. He's taking up too much money. Weaver, Monty Rice, get David Long Jr. back, re-sign him. Get Harold Landry back off of IR, re-sign him to a massive deal. And there's your uh, yeah. core four right there on defense, along yeah. with Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons. Like That defense is going to be a force next year. Like it is every year. It's always a nice Vrabel. Like, you know what you can get with Vrabel D. Oh, absolutely. He builds the same type of defense every year. Yeah. And there's two shout-outs, two more rookie shout-outs I want to give to the Titans. One is Chig Okawanku. Oh, this kid. Dude, what a dog, dude. He was a dog that game. And the season. He had 450 yards, three tutties on the season, which when you look at those numbers, it's like – okay, whatever, but it's like he's vital to the run game, and he's vital. He's, he was our vertical threat. Like, he – oh, his tutty that Dobbs sling to him was hot, dude. I'm oh, the really one, excited. The one the over the shoulder? Yeah. That was a good one. I'm really excited about that. That should be a nice, really solid piece for us, hopefully. Hopefully that will allow us to move on from Austin Hooper. I don't know how much we're paying him, but if we move on from him and able to get a nice – Receiver to help out Traylon and Smith and then Jibba after we draft him. I'd really love that. And I think that the biggest shout out of them all has to go to our punter, <laughs> Brian <Wait> Stonehouse, <laughs> undrafted out of Colorado this past year. He broke the single season punting average record from the year 1940. That was the average set in 1940 was 51.4. Stonehout is 53.1 this year. He 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 beat it by a whole two yards. And two yards, you know, two yards is a lot in football. <laughs> two, two is a lot. That's six feet we're talking about. You know how much six feet is? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I was, like, wondering who your second shout-out was going to be because it wasn't in the Titans notes. It's a completely separate thing. I had it separate, so that way I know I would not forget it. What is that? I didn't know he did that. And wasn't he a pickup or no? He So he came in in preseason and beat out your punter right now, Brett Kern. Oh, that's right. We cut Brett Kern and kept Stonehouse, and now he broke records. That's right. I forgot about that. Also, with a name like Stonehouse, you're you're forced to be reckoned with. Oh yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's a lot. I don't even think Matt Ariza would have done that. <laughs> don't know if that's a touchy subject. That might be a little bit. Anyway, Matt Ariza didn't do it. It was Ryan Stonehouse of Colorado. He's a dog. I don't think we're gonna hear much of that guy anymore. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's time to move away, away from the punters. We'll switch gears here to the Steelers having a winning season. 
I personally think making Mike uh, Mike Tomlin a coach of the year candidate. I mean, he does it every year, and he it was not looking good for the Steelers at one point, and they really pulled it back. And honestly, they they were in playoff contention for probably five minutes, but still went positive on the season. They were in contention up until the Dolphins made that last field goal to win nine to six. I meant like they were literally in the playoffs. I mean, they were always in contention, but yeah, when once the Dolphins won that game, it was it, they were out. If the Jets had a quarterback that could throw a touchdown or throw the ball at all, wouldn't have been an issue. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's a Philly great you're talking about. Don't disrespect Joe Flacco. Yeah, mm-hmm. but another record. Surprising record is Deontay Johnson set the record for most catches without a touchdown this year. 86 catches, zero touchdowns. How do you, as a wide receiver, not go to coach and be like, can I just run a quick slant in the end zone, please? <laughs> like, how do you how do you not do that? And it's Deontay Johnson. It's not like some scrub. I say it's a wide receiver one. <laughs> He's being paid like a wide receiver one. Yeah, he is. At least he cut out his drops. That's true. Wasn't he, like, the biggest dropper last season? He was. I don't know how many drops he had this year. But, I mean, I didn't hear about it, so I could, couldn't imagine oh, if you, he was like You would have heard about it if if, if it, he went two seasons in a row. That's, like what, that. that's what I'm kind of getting at, is I feel like we would have heard about it if it was actually true. But let me tell you, you're going to hear it first from the ADF pod. Absolute league winner for all your fantasies fantasy leagues next season is Deontay Johnson because he's going to be picked so low. And, I mean, I, he had a lot of targets, too. Yeah, and he's a pick it, developing, I oh, look out. Plus, he also has Pickens, too. Oh, don't even get me started about George Pickens, dude. That <laughs> kid is an animal. NFL young boy. Yeah, dude, he makes the most insane catches. He's like that. He's like a nice – Madden wide receiver that has like you know average catching uh, stats and it's just 99 spectacular catch yep. just always dude I will still say catch of the year is the one of his I think it was against oh, you know which one I'm talking about it was the they, early season it was against the Browns yeah it was against the Browns where he caught it but it was ruled out and I got a bounds or whatever oh what a catch it wasn't out of bounds it was oh no it was the out of bounds one no, but that was insane. Everyone I, was like OBJ 2.0. Say either way, he may he could catch anything. He, yeah. he's gonna give he's gonna give New York Giants OBJ a run for his money. I'm excited for for that because they both were drafted the same draft, so they're gonna spend four years together at least. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to watch it, uh, especially Pickett. I think Pickett's grown over the past two weeks. Not this week. The last last week against the Ravens, his his touchdown pass to seal the victory. Mm-hmm. If Patty Mahomes did that, man, that would have been everywhere. But since it was Kenny Pickett, it was barely talked about. It would have been – we would have been – like ESPN would have still covered it till today. Yeah, we – it'd be like – this would be like the the 10th day of top, uh, the daily top 10 plays and I would still be up there. But, man, was that – that was just an absolute dot. That was two weeks in a row he led a game-winning drive. I mean, I think Pittsburgh found their guy, to be honest with you. No, absolutely. And the only reason why he was being sat was with injury, right? Yeah, he. I know this year he battled a lot of concussions like Tua. Not severity of Tua, but I know he battled a lot. <laughs> yeah. So this week we also saw something else major go down as in last minute the, the Houston dumbest, Texans dumbest decision in- decided to give up the first uh, overall pick by beating the Colts, giving it to the Browns, so... Lovey Smith decided to, for some reason, it was, um, was it Mills? Mills threw that. Yeah, it was Davis Mills. First of all, what a perfect play it was. Second of all, he got fired. He wasn't even in the locker room. He got fired for that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it's for that. He was going to get fired no matter what. <laughs> yeah, then he lost the freaking number one for them. Yeah, which, I don't know. Um, it I still seems... think no matter what, there's going to be a quarterback there. It's not. I don't think it's going to be Bryce Young. I, see, I'm conflicted that the Bears might trade away and someone comes in for the first and steals away whatever the Texans want. I can and... see the Colts trading up. Exactly. Hard. 
for Bryce Young, which would leave them Stroud, which, okay, fine and dandy, but we need to remember, I believe we covered this in the pod two weeks ago, the Jags did the same, I mean, the Jets did the same thing by beating the Browns a few years ago, and they ended up Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence. One is a bum out of the league, pretty much, and the other one is leading his team in the playoffs. And, yeah, and just won his own division, too. Exactly. So that that's how we're gonna put that. Like that's that's what I'm saying. The that number one is is important because it's it's the guy you want instead of the guy you have to take. Now I could see if there's rumor of them getting a potential deal. I could see the Texans call and be like, "Listen, what do you want? I'll do it with you." Uh, what trade trade forward a spot and then other picks. I I would say do the pick swap. You give the Bears two, you get one. Throw in Brandon Cooks and Ooh. maybe something else. <clears throat> I don't know exactly what the Bears – I don't even know if the Bears will be shopping it, but I think they should. But the Bears have a very interesting offseason because they have the most cap. They have the number one overall pick. They have picks from Roquan. Like, it's just going to be very interesting what they do. It's in, it's it's interesting you brought that the Brandon Cooks up because today or yesterday, some sometime recently – he said he doesn't want to be a career in in a rebuild. He wants out of Texas. The thing so is, if that's going already to... enticing enough. Chicago the Bears, has are, to land the Bears are starting to be on the other side of the rebuild. Like the Texans are like at the bottom of it. The Bears are starting to go up. See, that's hard to say because the Bears have lost a lot of defense. They have a lot of money, but really with the market, um. I don't know who they're going to get. Obviously, they have to make a – I think they have to make a big splash for a receiver to help out Fields. Me and you were texting about this, actually, yes. how D-Hop wants out. Yes. I could see D-Hop getting traded there. I could see Devontae Adams getting traded there. I'd even say I could see T. Higgins getting traded there if T. Higgins wants out because they can't get a huge extension because he, he could be a one anywhere. He's got a year left, I believe. So he's going to want an extension. Oh, he could – yeah, and he could be, like you just said, a one anywhere. Except a few places. And then also, like, their line sucks. But look, they have all the money in the world. Throw it at Orlando Brown. He's going to – he just wants yeah. money at this point. You can – yeah, you're going to overpay him. But it's a left tackle to protect fields. Even Taylor Lewan. Titans are probably going to cut him. Love the boy. But um, he's coming off two ACLs. He even said on his own interview with someone, he's like, yeah, they're cutting me at the at the offseason. Yeah. Well, but throw the money at solid. him. Uh, I mean, and if they keep the pick draft, Will Anderson, I mean, that'd be scary. But I, they have to – if they want to win those top receivers, they have to trade away that first overall pick. But it's going to be very interesting just because they have they – have, this team could completely flip. Oh, absolutely. They have all the capital in the world too. If they do this right, to be honest with you, they can go from finishing last in the NFL to winning the North next year. It's a stretch, but I think it's possible. Got to beat. You got to beat uh, three strong teams. But the Texans, the Texans is where I don't know. Um, They're just a dare I say dumpster fire. I say how we, how you actually predicted the dumpster fire of the league and the Bears this year. I feel like actually the Texans will be the dumpster fire. Oh, like yeah, I don't. I they could very much be. Uh, I two, say even if, team. even if they land C.J. Stroud. Or Will Levitz or Bryce Young. Did I say Bryce Young or did I say Stroud? You said Stroud. All right. If they land any of those top three dogs, I still think they're going to be a still going to have a rough year because just because you don't really have much receiver help. Listen, they're going to have a teal off first year where they won one game or two games, whatever it was. They don't. He, you can get the quarterback for your future, but without any help, what are they going to do? Yeah. Without a good coach, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, I think their coach, to be honest with you, is going to be the Eagles' defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. I think that he almost got it last year. Oh, he almost did it, didn't he? He's going to get it, though, this year. I almost say I want to put money on that, but obviously we don't condone betting in the ADF pod. (laughs) (laughs) But I know you wanted a shout-out to the Eagles, so we'll take a moment here for you. Let's hear your shout-out for the Eagles. I mean, listen to the bird. Listen. Shout-out to the birds for – making my parlay cash out at least $61. I believe, um, I mean, they got first in the uh, NFC. 
their best franchise record ever, 14 and 3. Um Jalen came back. I mean, clearly he looked a uh, little looked a little rough, but it was it was the New York, so they probably really didn't prepare too much. And they probably weren't trying to show off all their tricks and gadgets before the playoffs. But hey, uh they're going all the way. Um I speak for Dougie P expert. Fourteen and three, you've been saying it all season. <laughs> Absolutely love this shower, especially throwing the Dougie P reference at the end. One more thing I want to add to your shout out. Shout out to Chauncey for tying the league with uh, most picks at six. See, when I saw that he – I didn't see that he tied. I just thought he had the most and was so excited. And then, like, a day later, I saw that he was in a four-way tie. <laughs> I say it's a four-way tie between, between rookie Tyreek Wollin, Micah Fitzpatrick, him and Justin Simmons. But still, that and he missed five games. Yeah. Speaking of missing five games, do you know who led the league in interceptions? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott and missed five games. So I hope Dak stays for a while because, good Lord, imagine if you didn't miss those five games. I believe Derek Carr got benched <coughs> and is pretty much being forced out of Vegas a few weeks ago for when he tied Dak with most picks. But Dak still played five weeks less than Derek Carr. <laughs> And they want to move on from Carr. And people in Dallas love Dak. Hey, they could love Dak all they want. Because I'm all for it, too. Uh, like, yeah. like, let's, just watch, I, let's just watch these Cowboys teams every year. Get, oh, it's our year just to be eliminated by Brady in the box. Yep. So, back to what we're talking about, the dumpster fires. Obviously, here's the, the five worst teams in the league. The Texans, the Bears, the Cardinals, Colts, and Broncos. Which team's going to be the most improved, and which team's going to be the worst of those five? Bears are definitely going to be most improved. They, like I, what we just talked about, they have the most amount of room to go up with the base they have right now. The worst, I'm going to tie two teams. I'm going to tie the Texans and the Broncos. Interesting. Because the Cardinals and Colts, I could see they're, they're a few pieces away. I mean, Kyler's still – he's not horrible. He's just – they go through rough patches. The Colts, are, again, they need to figure out a QB. They got one of the best O-lines. They just – they got to figure out a quarterback because they've got um, – they got JT. I mean, he also was struggling with health, but they're 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 not a horrible team. Otherwise, didn't they make the they didn't make the playoffs the previous season? Did they? I don't believe so. I do not remember though. No, it was Carson Wentz's season, but they still. I think they went. No, they went like five. They only won like five games, maybe six. So they definitely degressed, but there's definitely some foundation. Same with the Cardinals. I mean, get a good head, get a decent head coach in there. But I can't really see the Broncos going too much higher. No, I mean they're going to go worse. Excuse me. And the Texans, I, I also, you get a quarterback, but you can't help them and surround them. What are they going to do? I like it. Mine is different. I think my best is going to be the Colts. Oh, okay. I think they're going to do whatever is possible to trade up. To get their for a quarterback, yeah. I was talking about that issue because other than then you have Pittman, you have JT, like you mentioned. There was a uh, rookie this year, Alec Pierce. He was pretty good. Uh, and then defense, you have Shaquille Leonard, who was out all year pretty much. But uh, DeForest Buckner, who you might end up having to trade away, but you have him. Uh, you have uh, what's that corner's name? Is it Kenny Moore? There's a nice young corner down there. Yeah. With the right head coach. Yeah. With the right head coach, I think it's possible. D'Amico Ryans from the Niners, throw him down there. I think that team's going to be pushing for a wild card. Uh, The worst, I kind of agree with your Broncos, but I'm not going to take that. But I, Broncos, because no draft capital. But I think my worst is going to be the Cardinals. Um, J.J. Watt retired. Uh, your defense was 
pretty much one of the worst all year. You're trading D Hop. Hollywood is a deep threat, can't stay health healthy. You have no real running back core. I mean, James Conner, but how good is James? Is James Conner the franchise guy? No. Um, <laughs> and then Kyler, dude. I mean, he can't stay healthy. He's running around the field like a with like a chicken with no head. Like I don't know. I just feel like that's gonna be struggles. Honestly, I can see them moving on from Kyler next off season. I'll throw <laughs> that out there now. Sure, because isn't his signing on the next off season? He got extended to that huge deal. Remember with the homework clause? Uh, that's right, the homework clause. I just can't see anything working out down there with them firing Kingsbury and with their uh, GM Steve Kimes on leave. I quoted that on leave. He's not coming back to the team. He's definitely not. So those two no. positions, I think they're kind of done. Uh, where do you think uh, – see, one of the worst teams this year – was Super Bowl champs the year before the the Rams. What do you think the Rams are going to do? Because I, I wanted to talk about them, but I can't put them on this list because they're not the worst team. No. They just had injury problems. Yeah, their their huge thing was Matt Stafford. I mean, they they if you look at it, the team before Matt Stafford and the team after was pretty much they, – they were very similar. But the team with Matt Stafford instead of golf actually won them the, the Super Bowl while golf couldn't. You know what I mean? So Stafford is definitely that key factor. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't help that they did lose Koopy Cup as well. No, um, absolutely. Yeah. After Cooper Cup came off one of the most uh, wide, best wide receiver, he got the triple ground, right? He did, yes. So it, he, he came off of that season and then got hurt. So, I mean, coming back, both Stafford and Cup. I and think, a good, they get a good offseason in them. They could come back and be contenders against the Niners and the Seahawks. I think they can contend, but I do worry about their mentality of trading on the draft picks is slowly catching up. A lot See, of old players. It is, I, it I is. feel like, to be honest with you, I want to say this. I don't think it will happen, but if, if I were the Rams GM, I'd be on the phone trying to move Jalen Ramsey when you still can. Yeah. He had a down year and a half. He he went from being the best to you barely even heard of him. If I was Tennessee Tigers, I'd trade for Jalen Ramsey in a heartbeat. Oh. Oh. Dude, Jalen Ramsey in the nice light blue of Tennessee. Dude. Oh. oh. You're speaking words, man. That, that would be hot. And I mean... Oh. I think they'll be middle of the pack. I do think Baker's going to re-sign the state back up. I think he's loving LA life. Well, hold on. Who the hell was their backup beforehand? <laughs> it was John Wolford. Okay, yeah. And Bryce, Pitt and Bryce Perkins. Okay. If I was the Rams, I would keep Baker because Baker can do – he proved himself that he, he can be the backup. Yeah, Baker can throw picks and honestly, ruin the Lions playoffs. Listen, if you were Baker and you knew the potential of the Rams, would you really want to go sign to be backup somewhere else? No. No. I would want to be a backup on the best, better team than be a backup on the worser team. Because even if you're sitting the bench, you still get the win. <laughs> I can't see Baker going anywhere. He's not going to start anywhere. So, like, no. I think we're just, I, he's nowhere to start. He's going to resign there. Loving the life out there. I don't know if he's going to keep 17, but. I, can I be honest? Oh, gosh. It grew on me. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And then watching Baker highlights in 17 wasn't really disgusting anymore. I want to see him at number three. That would be sick. But he can't because it's Cam Akers. Well, once Ramsey, if Ramsey is moved off, he can take his five back, right? Baker was six. Oh, my God. I don't always think he's five. I don't even know who six is on the team. I don't either, but clearly it's taken. It's some or, corner, guaranteed corner. Uh, probably. I have no idea, though. So, as a whole, this whole season, what a season it was. A lot of ups and downs. But what was one of your biggest surprises? We're going to throw these in here, maybe one for the next couple pods, just to get them all out there. But so my I... number one pick is surprise is actually the Kansas City running backs. Yeah. I mean, they have Jedrick McKinnon. 
who had ten touchdowns, but nine of them were receiving. He's gonna need a big. He's gonna want a big money contract. You have Clyde Edger Hilaire, who drafted six touchdowns, three receiving. He could kind of disappeared. People forget about this one. They signed Ronald Jones from the Bucks. Fell off. Touchdown. Fell off. And they have the rookie out of Rutgers, Isaiah Pacheco, with five touchdowns. I don't know what they're going to do. That really surprised me because I thought Clyde, when he got drafted, I thought that was going to be the franchise guy. Kansas City, I don't know what played well, too. And then this year, he just – McKinnon. And at the end of the season, Pacheco really stepped up. To be honest, I think next year, McKinnon, I don't think McKinnon will resign there. I don't think they're going to give him enough money. Jones is odd. He had a one year deal. He's not going to come back. I think Pacheco's going to be the running back one, and they're going to use Clyde like McKinnon. I think Clyde's going to be converted more to a receiving back. But that was one of my big surprises that, wow, they brought in one Ronald Jones who did absolutely nothing. Especially coming off that year with the Bucks where it was freaking Ronald Jones and Lenny Fournette. He was like some games he was out touching yeah. Lenny, making Lenny sit the bench. And and he was freaking getting so many yards, too. And touching. Clearly down there in Kansas City, they ain't missing Tyreek. Shay, what's your biggest surprise? <laughs> I'm going to compare two teams, and you tell me which one's the better team. So, Team A, their quarterback, 3,200 passing. Their running back, 1,300 rushing. And their receiving core, none of them had over 1,000 yards. Team B, their their quarterback had 3,500 passing. Their running back had 1,600 rushing. And their primary receiver had 15 receiving. And then the next uh, few receivers had 600, 400, 400. Which team is the better team? I mean, clearly, based on the numbers, I already know this is set up to be wrong. But based on the numbers, it's Team B. Yeah? Do you know who what Team A and B is? I have a feeling Team A is Tennessee. No. Just, I, mean, I said Tennessee just because of the 1,000-yard wide receiver. No, what, what, what's Team A? I'm making a point here. Team, I'll tell you Team B first. Team B is the Raiders. Wow. Team A is the Giants. <laughs> wow. My biggest in-season surprise is the Giants <laughs> in general. They, they, their stats, I mean, Saquon had a year, but their receiving court, nobody had over 750 receiving yards. Granted, they also have like probably 12 different receivers plus um, uh, what's his face that got traded. And Saquon was catching the ball. Daniel Jones was rushing. But their record also was, what, 9-7-1? and one, While the Raiders almost blew them out of every category. And they were 6-11, and 11, <laughs> missing the playoffs. And the Giants made it. I'm glad you brought this up because that really made me realize how much – I don't even know what to say. Listen about this. It just really opened my eyes. Four of their games. Oh, I I went deep into this. Four of their games or five. It was one of the two. Oh, it was four of them were in a score and five of them, like another one was a score away from a tie. And then there was a tie. So that's six games that they probably should have lost. (laughs) So nine, seven, and one could be three... Whatever and one exactly twelve and one exactly. <laughs> Listen, uh, that is it is the craziest thing I've I've witnessed because like and I just used the Raiders as an example. I could have used different another team, but I felt like they that was shocking for me. It was it's it's crazy. <laughs> no, I think when you did this, Shay, you really pulled out the best team to compare to just because. It's an absolute dumpster fire they're going on with the whole car thing. They're going to want Adams out. Just like Adams is going to want out because he came there to play with his Fresno State college teammate, Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs is going to walk. Like just that whole thing. Wow. that That's just really surprising. Yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll save it for the next the next part. But, yeah, I I really am just shocked by them. I was shocked week one when they, went, the, the, when they won. And then they just kept shocking me. 
And then when they secured, the Giants were were so lucky that they sat starters against the number one seat, uh, potential number one seat at the time, because they clinched the fifth or the sixth spot. They knew and, they clinched the sixth spot. And Davis Webb was balling. And Davis Webb was doing pretty well with scrubs. <laughs> I, uh, now, granted, do I believe in this team actually being good? Again, one-score games aren't aren't too impressive. Granted, I get you got the W, but holy hell, that, that one-score game is is the matter of like three or four plays. Yeah, or three or four different penalties. Like it, it is a razor razor thin margin. That was just a surprise and a half. I really do enjoy you bringing that up. Listen. You told me to find the most surprising thing about this season, and I delivered. One thing before we switch to what we think is going to happen with Wild Card Weekend. Super Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay got tra- uh, traded or signed to the Giants. Giants are currently paying him $72 million a touchdown. I did see this. It actually changed because didn't he get a touchdown on Sunday? That was his first touchdown. Wow. Okay. But with hey, that note, the, if they want to waste in. money, if they want to waste money, I don't care. Yeah, seriously, it doesn't hurt you guys any. Dak and Kenny Dolliday, you guys are flying. Yeah. But switching to wild card weekend, we got. We're just going to run through the matchups. Always do not put money on our takes. Uh, this is just simply humorous, I guess you could say. First game up. Seattle, Niners, Shea, what are your thoughts? Seahawks at the Niners. Brock Purdy's on a winning streak. Geno Smith is is a dog. I'll give you that. But they're going to keep it close. They're going to – it's going to be 24-28. Seahawks can't make that final touchdown on that drive. Niners win. I think the Niners are absolutely going to blow them out of the water. I mean, like we're talking like 38-10 to 10 type game like last week. It's going to absolutely destroy them. Seahawks barely made it in. They missed a field goal in normal time against the, one of the worst teams in the league in the Rams with a bunch of backups. Brock Purdy's rolling. Their defense under D'Amico Ryans is absolutely best uh, defense in the league. Hottest team in the league right now is the 49ers. I think they easily get that one done. You just buried the Seahawks, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, after, after a season where only one person on the face of the earth believed in them. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I forgot to say. Dougie P expert Kyle Davis said the Seahawks were going to be a playoff team. Granted, this was after he said the Bears would be in contention. <laughs> but he said the Seahawks were going to be a playoff team. And I think that's one of our only few predictions that actually came true. <laughs> Uh, let's let's move on to the next game. <laughs> All right, these... Chargers Jags. Okay, um, I'm struggling with this one because <sighs> it's going to be another. Uh... See, now I'm I'm flipping it in my head. Now I'm going to stick with it. I believe the Chargers are going to win. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout or if it's going to be close, but I know the Chargers are going to win. This game, to me, is going to depend on Mike Williams if he's healthy or not. Has to be 100% healthy, granted, though. Yeah. I think no matter what, the Jags are going to win. I'm not saying T-Law is going to show up. T-Law might have a better game against Tennessee, but he's not going to have one of those stellar things. I think their defense is going to do really well. Uh, I think they're going to stuff Austin Eckler. Um, I think it's really – I can see this either being a defensive battle or it's going to be an absolute shootout. But I yeah. think at the end of the day, Dougie P, been there, done that. I think uh, Dougie P's going to lead the Jags to victory, sadly. But, yeah, I think he's going to. The next game, are these games in order of how they're played? I have no idea. I just looked I, them up. I think I they think might they are. I think, I think they, they are. are. Uh, Dolphins, Bills, uh, dude, I don't think anybody can stop the Bills right now. I, I think it's just going to be a bloodbath. If Tua can play, it's going to be close. And I can see the Dolphins scraping a victory. If it's Teddy, eh. if it's Tyler Thompson, hell no. 
But at the end of the day, I think the Bills are going to win this one. Magic Mike's been all over the place. There's things of him saying coming out who he, he needs to run the ball more. But when you have stars like Waddle and Tyreek, it's hard to run the ball. Or he most or broke his thumb. He's out indefinitely. Or he not indefinitely. He just might he, – it's 50-50 he's going to suit up or not. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't think he was very sure right now. But I, at the end of the day, it's the Bills. I think the – I want to say they're going to steamroll them. I think the Dolphins are going to put up a little bit of fight because they're young defense. I was high on them all year. Love to see Magic Mike in the playoffs though first year, but I think the Bills are going to get this one done. Yeah. The next game – I these definitely are in order, by the way. Uh, Giants-Viking. Listen <laughs> – I know I just kind of shit on the Giants, but I really think if you look back at the Giants Viking the, earlier this season, I believe it was a 21-24 or it was something close. It was less than a touchdown where the Giants lost. I think this is the time where they win. <laughs> I think they beat the Vikings. I'm agreeing with you as well. <laughs> it's beautiful. The Giants are beating the Vikings. The Vikings did not rest their starters. The Giants did. The Giants are getting healthy. Saquon's having a monster year. Brian Dable is a coach of the year candidate. I think the Giants are going to win this one. I feel like everyone's predicting this one to be the upset. But I don't know, man. That Vikings team is just eh. Besides J-Jets, really, they don't really have anything. I do think the Giants are going to win this one, though. I can really see it happening, and the Giants are going to have to play at the link the following week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the next game we're going uh, the Ravens are going back to Cincy we're not going to need the corn flip after all but Ravens at Cincy two weeks in a row is hard <laughs> did they even go back to Baltimore ah oh, boy what do I pick ah. uh, you know I'm going to say this is definitely going to be a shootout because Lamar's coming back I believe I, I they don't have a shot without him but this is going to turn into a shootout. It's probably going to be 30-plus both sides. I would take the over on this game, but I don't condone betting. Um, I'm going to say Joe Burr comes out with a W on this one. I misspoke earlier. The Niners aren't the hottest team in the league. They're the second hottest. The hottest, <laughs> hottest team is the Cincinnati Bengals. I've been saying this for three weeks now. Cincinnati's going to the Super Bowl again. Since he's just on fire, can't stop Joe Shiesty and his boys at receiver. Did you um, see the photo of him, Joe Cool, smoking the cigar again? Oh, yeah. I just wait a few weeks for when he's smoking it on his way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm I love, saying, love the attitude he's got. Yeah, I'm saying the Ravens don't have a shot. Uh, with or without Lamar, I don't think they have a shot. Lamar is going to be rusty. He hasn't played in how many weeks? Six, uh, five, I don't know. A long time. It's going to be rough. I think the Bengals win comfortably. Once they blow out, like, the, not as big of a blowout as I said, Seattle, but it's going to be nice. It's going to be a nice, respectful blowout. And then the last game on Monday, uh, it's going to be Interception God versus Playoff Brady. Um, everyone forgets Brady's receiving course Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller. Um, uh, what's that? What's that kid's name who used to be in a Falcon? Russell Gage. Russell Gage. Uh, who's the other one? There's another one. Julio. Julio. Uh, I'm thinking of someone else, but um, it, he's just going to use all his weapons at once. It, they're they're not going to be able to get stopped. It, it's the Bucks. It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Like it's going to be it's going to be a fun game to watch him, especially in Tampa. Dak's going to be throwing interceptions to the. He's going to be turning over the ball, and Brady's just going to be scoring. It's it's going to be uh, twelve to forty-two. Oh my gosh! It's going to be like what happened last night. It's just going to be a massacre. But instead of telling your team to turn off, you're going to love to watch it because Dallas is Dallas is just going to get their asses handed to them. I'm so glad you just compared this game to the Georgia TCU game that ended 65 to 7. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have an interesting take with this. This one's hard for me to call. I wish I could just say they're both out, but I can't. Um, Boy. The Bucks can't run the ball. Dallas can kind of run the ball. Tampa can throw the ball. 
Dallas can kind of throw the ball. If you're getting what I'm like, eh. They say in the playoffs, the keys to run, have good ability to run the ball. Um, if Lenny and Rashad White can do it, I think the Bucks win easily. If not, I think it's going to be close. And it's going to ultimately come down to a classic Tom Brady game on the line, game winning field goal. This uh, Gerard set up, Ryan suck up, move on. But I don't know, just because obviously Dallas is not going to win this game, but it just concerns me that Tampa can't run the ball and they don't have Tristan Wharfs. Listen, I think I think this is when playoff. You forget about playoff Lenny to come on. It, it, he's going to go insane. It's going to be a good game uh, for the Bucks. No, I'm glad you brought that up and reliving it. I really <laughs> am. <laughs> I have to. And there, did you see they made a whole big deal about the Cowboys being in their navy blues or well, whatever? <laughs> Do you know Tom Brady's win percentage wearing white in the playoffs? Oh, it's probably pretty high, if not hundred. It's, it's like it's it's insane. <laughs> It's it's higher than you think. <laughs> so, any last things to wrap up this pod? Um, honestly, we we touched on a lot of things. Uh, I'm glad we stayed away from speculation from for right now. Off season has began technically for some teams, but. I really don't want to get it. We shouldn't get into it until then, until the poll is over. Yeah, of course. We're going to have plenty of time to go through the offseason. We're going to have Chad come on, do a couple mocks. Hopefully, he listens to this pod and realizes he's going to be coming back. But we've been teasing since week one uh, of this pod that Chad's going to have a mock. He's going to have a mock. He'll be on eventually. He had a mock. (laughs) He had one. He's going to need to change it. Yeah, well, no crap. That was week. That was after like the third week of college football. I have one final thing I want to leave this on. Okay. What is the Philadelphia Eagles' "Road to the Super Bowl" song? Fly, like that one? No, like what? Uh, if they had to pick a song, like how "Dreams and Nightmares" was there, like what song is it? I don't know, but I'm going to get obsessed with it, whatever it is. I remember listening to Dreams and Nightmares for six months afterwards on repeat. I mean, we just listened to Dancing on Our Own for the past four months. I was going to say, I low-key hope it's, I keep dancing if on they, my own. If they bring that for the run, I'm going to lose my mind. There's no way they lose. Shay, if they bring that on the run, it's going to be the craziest three weeks of our life we're relived, but now in February watching football. <laughs> And instead of watching a game every day, we have to wait a week. Oh, God. It's going to be even worse. <laughs> It'll be more condensed. Yeah. But uh, no. <laughs> if you want to hit us up about anything with the league, what are your biggest surprises? Contact us at the... What is it, Shay? The ADF podcast at gmail.com. That's what it is. I almost said my Bloomsburg email. I seriously <laughs> almost started to say that. I don't know why. It's on the link tree. Yeah, the link tree will be in the description. Uh, rate five stars, pass along to your friends. Go back, listen to the other ones. We're going to have more content coming out next week. We're going to have a good bang and pod coming up. Don't know when, but it's gonna, let's just say it's going to be quarterbacks and beers and it's going to be a hit. No, oh, it's going to be great. Until then, we'll see you next week. See ya.